Her name was Summer, and I can still remember the first time I encountered her. It wasn't even a first glance that hooked me, but rather her smell. The intoxicating scent of musky earth mingling with floral and citrus. It was unnatural and addicting. We were only 16 when we met. The magazines told me that 17 is the start to adulthood, but at that time, I could not have felt more childish. Growing up, I had always felt different. An introverted girl who loves anime and video games did not make me the most popular in school. On top of that, I never felt the same interest in princes and superheroes that other friends did. In class, I would find myself visualizing a damsel in distress, but I would be the hero wearing a cape, ready to sweep the gorgeous lady off her feet. All I needed was my princess, my damsel in distress who needed saving. While the pastors and youth group promoted celibacy in the typical hetero relationships, I quietly planned my future at a liberal arts school far, far away. That summer before high school, I started to mentally prepare myself for the agony that fall would bring. Another year as an outcast, daydreaming of a future that was not even promised. Tortured youth, for sure. I volunteered to work at a local pool, teaching toddlers how to doggy paddle, and making sure the elementary schoolers kept their splashing to a minimum. Not the most exhilarating job, but the kids are nice. At that age, at least. On the first day of the summer program, I showed up to the pool early to make sure all of the towels had arrived for the kids. Well, that was what I told my parents. In reality, I wanted to sit alone and read a new manga without the judgmental eyes of my older sister peering over my shoulder. No slight to Sierra, but she was 17, a dancer, and the most gorgeous young girl I had ever seen. We were certainly sisters, but a cat and a mouse probably have more in common than we do. I settled down that morning with my back pressing against the back of one of the large oak trees that surrounded the pool. As I disappeared into the manga's world of heroes, villains, and magical powers, I did not even realize the angel who stood before me. As my eyes darted between the bubbles on each page, I started to smell an intense fragrance that I had never smelled before. Trying to find the source, I picked my eyes up from the book to scan through the trees and the flowers surrounding me. That was when I saw Summer, for the first time. My princess, my spirit, my damsel in distress. My heart burst for her before we even spoke. She stood there, with her hands in her pockets, studying me for who knows how long. Her hair was pulled up in a bun on each side, with dark emerald eyes in between. I had never seen someone with such dark skin have eyes as bright as hers before. It was almost magical. My eyes squinted from the glaring sun as I tried to capture every inch of her approaching me. Was she really coming to talk to me? I scrambled to put the manga back in my bag before she saw. Fruits baskets, huh? Nice choice. Oh, uh, yeah. I love this series. I said, struggling to make conversation. I read the entire series last summer. I, like, couldn't stop reading. Have you watched the anime? I really wanted to, but my parents wouldn't let me get Hulu for the month. They said Netflix is expensive enough, I guess. Aw, bummer. What's your name? I'm Summer. I'm Aaliyah, 
Everyone just calls me Allie, basically. Did you just move here? Yep. I'll probably only be around for the summer, though. My mom is a traveling nurse, so we usually bounce around a lot during the summer so she can make money for the school year. Wait, so your name is Summer and you move somewhere new every summer? Yeah, I guess that's about right. Kind of weird, huh? No, not at all. I mean, it's different, yeah, but not bad. You're almost like an anime character. I spent the rest of the day learning everything about Summer that I could, while still making it appear that my top priority was the swimming lessons. Summer told me all about her mom, the city she's traveled to before, and what she does in her spare time while mom is at work. I couldn't even believe how adult she was, and that she knew how to make a full dinner on her own. As I helped a six-year-old doggy paddle through the shallow end, I thought about how childish I still felt reading manga books and wearing my sketchers. Yet suddenly, being around Summer made me want to be more adult. It was a feeling I had never felt before. Yet there was something about her that was... off. I didn't know what it was at the time, but in the back of my mind, a small piece of me knew that she was not normal. As the day started to wind down, I looked for any excuse to keep the kids entertained in swimming. When they finally got tired of my games and splashing, it was time to get the towels together and get them outside before an early parent showed up. When the parents started to arrive to pick up their swimmers, Summer made conversation easily with each of them. One of the parents even commented how nice it was to have such a friendly girl looking after their kids a definite slight to my quiet temperament. But I couldn't even care. They were right. Having summer around was like a breath of fresh air in this small town. Air I desperately wanted more than anything. For the next two weeks, I would wake up as early as possible and rush over to the pool, yearning for any extra second I could spend with summer. She would always arrive just on time, down to the exact minute and second, but never a minute late. Every day we would find each other and talk before the kids demanded our undying attention. I asked her every question I could think of. What is it like to travel so much? Where is your favorite place that you have lived? Have you ever lived in a big city? What is your favorite food to make? Do you ever get lonely? How do you get your hair so smooth? Where is your dad? Do you see him a lot? My dad left my mom when I was a baby. She actually said he left the hospital on the day I was born and never contacted her again. Not even on my birthdays. Her eyes looked to the ground, uncomfortably. It was the first time I had ever seen her look anything other than ethereal. But I saw an opportunity, and I took it. I'm sorry. That's so unfair. Do you want to come over to my place later for dinner, maybe? We could give you leftovers for your mom, too so you don't have to cook for a day. I don't know what my parents are making, but it's usually something pretty good. Summer looked over at me, almost like she was going to cry. You want me to come to your house? Yeah, like, for dinner and stuff. I hope that's not weird. No, not weird at all. I would love to come over. I haven't been to someone, a friend's house, since I was in elementary school. Really? Wow. Well, my grandma's coming over, so there shouldn't be a ton of food. 
Probably ice cream, too. We can walk together after work, if you want. Summer smiled. She had a warmth to her that I had never seen before, and I could feel it shining back on me like a sunray. We met as planned after the kids left and walked back to my house, talking the whole way. Grandma had already arrived. I could tell by her silver Cadillac out front. Grandma may have been in her late 60s, but she certainly had style still. Come on, let's go around back, I said to Summer and took her hand gently to guide her. Wow, it smells amazing already. As we walked along the outside of my house toward the backyard, I could hear my parents and grandma catching up. The sound of my dad flipping burgers on the grill and my mom's laughter sounded almost perfect. Until, suddenly, What on earth is that smell? My grandma said, her voice sounding deep and more serious. What smell? Oh, my rose bush by the front porch. I know, it's gorgeous, my mother said happily. We turned the corner now to face the backyard. My grandma greeted me excitedly. Hi, honey. My mom smiled sweetly as well. There's my baby girl. Aw, you finally brought the friend you can't stop talking about. Before Summer could even respond back, my grandma let out this huge gasp, as if someone had forcefully removed all of the air in her lungs. Then she made a sound I will never, ever forget, even as hard as I try. Her lips were pressed together. It did not even look like she was speaking. But all of us can hear this low, guttural growl vibrating out from her. It sounded almost like an animal defending a recent kill. Why would you bring that thing over to this house? Grandma hissed. I started to feel my stomach turning. I was becoming nauseous and anxious at the same time. Grandma had never spoken that tone, let alone addressed someone that way. It was almost as if she was possessed by something. Mom, why would you say that? Are you feeling okay? My mom rushed over to place her hand on Grandma's back, as if her touch would make Grandma snap out of the spell. Yeah, Grandma, don't worry. This is just my friend, Summer. That is not your friend. You don't even know what she is. Grandma was shrieking now, and it no longer sounded or even looked like the Grandma I love. I looked over to Summer, who was now glaring at my Grandma. Her eyes looked like they were almost glowing with anger. As I looked back over to my grandma, a look of panic spread across her face, and she started to cough violently. <coughs> my mom started to shout, panicked. Grandma was coughing uncontrollably now brought down to her knees on the cool grass. Her hands were cut below her stomach as she continued heaving up something from inside. (coughs) Until finally. (coughs) She stared back down at the blood splattered across her pale, wrinkled hands. A giant burgundy clot of blood sat in the center of her palm. Oh my god, mom, oh my god, oh my god, Jay, call an ambulance. 
my mother shouted as my dad hurried inside to grab the telephone. My grandma's eyes moved from the drops of blood directly back to Summer's eyes. You did this to me. You! Her eyes were now fluttering, and I can tell she was going unconscious. As her body began to fall limp, I rushed over to Mom's side, and we grabbed Grandma's shoulders firmly. Her arms dangled at her side as she coughed out one last, I know what you are, before shutting her eyes and becoming completely motionless. Mom, are you okay? Jay, Jay, she's unconscious. My mom called out frantically, and I could hear my dad's tone becoming more panicked with the 911 operator. Throughout all of this chaos, Summer said nothing and continued to stare at Grandma. It took my mom, dad, and me to pick Grandma up and set her back in the chair, blood dripping out of her lips and down onto her chin. When I looked back over to Summer, Summer was gone. I laid in bed that night, staring at the ceiling, tears streaming down the sides of my face. Every time I squeezed my eyes shut, all I could hear was the gurgling sounds Grandma made as the blood choked her. The emergency room said that the blood could be a sign of Grandma's cancer returning or an infection. Either of those outcomes would break Mom's heart, and I can't even bear the thought of Grandma going through chemo again. And yet... There was something else in the back of my mind that was bothering me. Something deep in my heart that told me that what happened today wasn't natural. I just couldn't get past the thought that someone or something inhuman hurt grandma on purpose. But how? Mom, dad, and I lived in that house ever since I was born. Dad even grew up in that house and took care of grandpa here when he got sick and passed. The only thing different about yesterday afternoon was summer. The look on her face looked so hateful, as if grandma was her sworn enemy. But summer? There's no way someone as perfect as summer would ever purposely hurt somebody, especially my grandma. Besides, how would she even have done that? And why did grandma think it smelled so bad before she became ill? Questions repeated over and over in my head until small beams of sun peek through my curtains, drying the tears stained on my satin pillowcase. As the rain started shining through my bedroom, a new flood of anxiety surged through me. I hadn't even thought of seeing Summer today at the pool. Would she even show? Should I just take the day off? Ugh, I can't now. It's too late for the parents to make arrangements. I laid in bed until the very last second before forcing myself to get ready for the workday. Just by looking outside, I could tell that the Georgia sun would be scorching today, but I still put on a thin, long sleeve shirt over my suit. Something about the sleeves covering me up made me feel more secure, as if yesterday didn't happen at all. By the time I walked down to the pool, I could see Summer already sitting under the oak tree, our everyday meeting spot. She picked her head up quickly, somehow knowing that I was approaching, and smiled at me sweetly. Earlier that morning, I had felt almost scared of her, but the second I saw that smile directed towards me, I melted for her all over again. Hey, you. Hey. And I could tell my voice sounded distant and disconnected. Summer picked up on that immediately. I'm sorry about what happened yesterday with your grandma. 
I hope she's feeling better, and that it was nothing life-threatening. She paused to look down at the ground, clearly uncomfortable. And I'm also really sorry that I disappeared right after. I should have stayed and been there with you. I just... I got scared. All that blood on her hands. Suddenly, I felt like I was the one to be afraid of. Had I really been upset that Summer did not stay to help us clean blood off the grass? Especially after what Grandma had just said to her. I must have overreacted this morning and got in my head, like I always do. No, don't apologize. If anything, I should be the one apologizing to you. I mean, the things my grandma said were just... It was so unlike her. It's no excuse, but I've really never heard her say anything like that before. I'm sorry for what she said, and that she scared you. I won't let something like that happen again. Summer looked up. Her eyes were once again full and wet with oncoming tears. What do you mean? Her voice sounding so small and childlike. Of course. I'll protect you. Ever since you came to town, things are exciting and fun. I feel like someone actually gets me around here and understands me. I don't want to lose that. I said, feeling more vulnerable than ever. I wanted to keep talking, tell her how much she meant to me, and that I had never felt this way with another friend, or with anyone for that matter. Like, you will protect me? Her eyes falling back down to the oak roots beneath us. Of course, I'll protect you. Ever since you came to town, things are exciting and fun. I feel like someone actually gets me around here and understands me. I don't want to lose that. Allie, I think... I've got something to tell you. I'm not... I don't think I am what you think. I mean... One of the children yelled loudly at us. It took everything in me not to leave the pool with Summer at that moment and continue hearing what she was trying to tell me. But I knew I couldn't leave. I needed the money and the work experience. Summer smiled at the children sweetly, her demeanor totally changing. Okay, kids, let's not waste any more time then. In looking to me, she said, let's meet after work and talk. I smiled and nodded, feeling my face flush. What could Summer have meant by that before? Butterflies flew around my stomach for the entire day as I thought constantly about what Summer had to tell me. Whatever it was, I just hope she feels the same way for me as I do for her. There's nothing about her that I could dislike. At least, I thought. Finally, the pool day ended around 3 p.m., and I couldn't push the kids over to their parents fast enough. As the last kid jumped into their parents' car, I looked over to Summer immediately. She motioned for me to come sit next to her under our tree, and I walked to her as fast as I could. Thank God that day is over. Summer smiled softly, but she said nothing. So what did you want to tell me? I want to ask you something first. I nodded back, anxious to know what was so important to her. Do you believe in true love? Like, if you fell in love with someone, would you love them no matter what? No matter what they do, or no matter who they are? Some people only love the potential they see in others, 
not the person that is inside. You know what I mean? I felt confused, responding, If I loved someone, I think I will love them no matter what. My dad always says I'm too trusting, but mom says I just prefer to see the best in people. So I think I will be in love forever, no matter who it is, as long as they have a good heart deep down. Summer sighed, continuing to look down at the ground. But what if they did something bad? What if they have a good heart, but do awful things? I sat silent for a moment, thinking of how to respond. I truly did not know what she meant. I had never been in love, or even had a crush for longer than a few months. I thought of my family. Would I love them if they did something horrible, or kept a secret? I'm certain I still would. I finally said back, Summer, what's going on? I don't get what you're asking me. Are you okay? I don't like to see you sad. It's making me feel sad for some reason. Do you want to get ice cream or go down to... Before I could even finish, Summer leaned in and kissed me gently. I stared back at her in disbelief. My shaking hands rested on my thighs for support. She pulled back after just a second, saying, I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that. I guess I just... I like you, Allie. Not just as my friend, but... I I think I have feelings for you. Is that weird? I just shook my head, still in a cloudy daze of disbelief and happiness mixed into one. Summer said, Do you think that this is what your grandma meant by knowing what I am? I thought silently to myself about that. It would make sense. Grandma was still incredibly old-fashioned and conservative by nature. But how would Grandma know that about Summer? And that still doesn't explain all that blood. There was nothing I could say back to Summer that would make sense. So instead, I asked, Can you kiss me again? That night, I laid in bed feeling exhausted from the emotions of the last 24 hours. The hospital was still keeping Grandma there to run tests on her and mom visited her both before and after work. I still felt worried and scared for grandma, but at the same time, there was a giddiness deep in my chest. My dream girl kissed me today, and not just that, she actually likes me. I thought back to our kisses under the tree, soft and gentle before turning into a passionate fire. And yet, again, there was a pit of anxiety in my stomach. As much as my excitement tried to drown out that pit, it remained. When I leaned into this feeling, I suddenly remembered something. There was a moment during Summer's kiss where I tasted something strange. I can't say for sure, but I could have sworn that Summer's tongue tasted like blood. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. 
Thanks, creepy cats.